0: Welcome to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs from Steadfast Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we show high-level executives and business owners why comprehensive financial planning and executive bonus structures don't have to be too good to be true. Keith draws on his experience in realistic financial planning, and expert guests share his two cents about academically-based financial planning that you have to hear to believe. Now, on to the show.
1: Hey everyone, my name is Keith Beggs. I'm the founder and CEO of Steadfast Wealth Strategies and the host of the My Two Cents podcast. I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit today about emotions and investing. Emotions can be a great asset in life, but when it comes to investing, they may be a liability. There's some great decisions we can make with our emotions. I would say have. Marriage is a decision, right? That we probably make more with our emotions and logic. But when it comes to investing, we really need to put our emotions on the sidelines when we're making these decisions. Uh, so I want to walk you through really the investor's mind with the investor's mindset, and then talk about some specific emotions uh, that get in the way and that lead to maybe some financially bad decisions uh, and a lot of financial stress. So really when we're investing, what we want to use is our cognitive portion of our brain right? Our reasoning portion, our cognitive portion of the brain. And what has to happen is the cognitive portion of our brain has to outweigh the perception portion of our brain, the instinct portion of our brain, and the emotion portion of our brain. So the cognitive has to outweigh perception, instinct, and emotion. And it sounds very easy to understand uh, on the surface, but then you have to think about that your instincts your emotion, and your perception are all multiplied by the media. The media gets paid to sell fear or prosperity. They need you to be emotionally tied to the show. People tend to watch longer when there's an emotional tie to the show. Talking about sustainable long-term investments does not drive ratings. So when people watch the TV, like they're trying to play to your instincts, to your emotions, right, to your perception, and the cognitive portion of our brain, how to outweigh all of those other portions. So let's talk about how that works. Our brain, for for as long as we've been alive, where humans have existed, tends to want to run towards pleasure. Things that make us feel good are tend where we want to go. Give you an example, things that feel good that we like to do are are hug people, uh, smile, laugh. Those are emotions that we like more of. But when it comes to investing, a lot of times we need to do the alternative. Right, we need to run more towards pain in all actuality and less towards pleasure. Sometimes pain can be a good emotion, or a good thing in terms of when you're investing, or, or, or when you're trying to maximize return in investing. So, let's think about pain for a minute. What are some things that are painful uh, that might be good for you? I, I would say working out. Right, I don't really always enjoy working out. Right, it makes my muscles sore, my legs get tired, I'm breathing heavy. Right, but that is good for me overall. If we want to get really deep with it, chemotherapy, right? I know chemotherapy causes a lot of pain, but it is vital to the success of overcoming cancer, right? And helping you in the long term be better than you are. And then there's some things that are pleasurable, that maybe aren't great for us as well, right? To stick on the diet example we use with with the working out, chocolate chip cookies or Oreos are extremely pleasurable, but we probably shouldn't be eating a ton of them. I typically like to freeze Oreos. If you guys have never done that, you should try putting your Oreos in the freezer. But if I'm eating a ton of Oreos, that is not good for my health long-term. right? And when it comes to investing, that happens a lot as well. What tends to happen is we see a market segment or an investment go up. And instead of doing the reasonable thing, and when we talk about rebalancing and selling what is high and buying what is low, Right? We tend to get frustrated with ourselves or angry, angry with ourselves that we even owned the thing that was low or maybe went backwards, and we want to move all our money to the thing that did very well. Well, the basic concept of investing, everyone knows this and everyone talks about it, is to what? It's to buy low and sell high, but we tend to almost always do the opposite when our emotions get involved. So let me give you a real-world example. Let's go back to 2008. 2008 was a very volatile year in the markets. Long-term government bonds in 2008 were actually up over 25%. And then U.S. small stocks were actually down 38% that year. So if we were taking our emotions out and we were really going with the buy low, sell high philosophy, we would wanted to sell long-term government bonds and go buy more U.S. small stocks. But very few people have the ability to do that on their own. Very hard to sell something that's up over 25% and buy something that's down almost 40%. Typically, what you saw at this time where people were getting out of the market and they were running towards bonds. Well, let's fast forward 12 months. At the year end 2009, long-term government bonds were down 14%, almost 15%. So if you sold your U.S. small... And bought government bonds, you lost 40% in U.S. small in 2008, and you lost an additional 15% in 2009. Now, in 2009, U.S. small stocks were up over 47.5%. That is tremendous growth, right? So then we probably sold something that was then went up, and we probably bought something that then went down. So that's just one example of emotions and investing and and how they can kind of get in the way and impede our judgment of making good decisions. This last year, I would say has been a pretty emotional year for a lot of people. And we tend to be very short-sighted when it comes to how we evaluate markets and how we evaluate returns. I've been sitting with a lot of people doing annual reviews, talking right as we're getting close to tax season, what we need to be doing there. And so many of them have almost well, so many of them actually have already forgotten about the huge drop that, we've, that we had in March of last year, right? When, right, all the, all the COVID things were first beginning and the market plummeted uh, about 30% down, right? That was, that was not even a full year ago or maybe just a year ago. And many of the people we're sitting across the table from right now have already forgotten about how far the market went down just because we've had such an amazing rebound. And so another emotion that, that, that we deal with when it comes to investing that creates problems is greed. So they may have done very well on their money that's in the market, and we may have a balanced portfolio for them, right? So maybe it's not 100% in inequities. We might, we might have some bonds or some index annuities or something there to offset risk. And what we find out a lot of time when the market goes way up is that people start getting greedy, right? They're not happy with the amount of money they had in the market at that point. They want more. And they say, man, I should have been all in equities. I should have known. I should have known this, or I should have done this differently. And we become dissatisfied with the returns that we have, and now we want to start getting what I would say out over our skis, uh, to use an analogy, right? We may we, we want to start putting more and more money into equities because we've seen the results of equities the last year. But we forget what happened in March. We forget what happened in 2008. We forget what 01 or 02, right? And so now we want to move more money in the equities because we get greedy. We only made 24% and we know someone that made 35% or something like that. And so we wanna get more money out in the market. And so then we'll start selling, they'll start selling their safe money and putting those monies into the equities, which is fine in and of itself. It is fine to have more money in equities. But what happens is, again, we forget that markets do go down at times. And if you've built a balanced portfolio, right? It's been built on your risk tolerance. And when I say risk tolerance, that's how much money you're willing to lose in a given one year or two year time period. So when you're initially building out your portfolio, if you're working with an advisor specifically, or if you're working by yourself, what you should try to think of is how much money could I lose? If I have a million dollars in an account, how much am I willing for that account to go down before I would panic and make adjustments? If I lost 25%, so my $1 million dollars is now 750, would I be able to stick with my portfolio design? Would I be able to rebalance and buy more equities at that point, use my safe money to buy more equities to keep my allocations correct? Or would I panic and I start moving money out of the market? And you've got to really define what those numbers are. And when the market's going up in the other direction, you can't change your allotment just because of what just happened last year because then what happens is now you're exposed to more loss. So you may have decided that I can only withstand a 15 or 16% loss in a given time frame. But we're getting greedy, right? Because the market's had a great run. We get greedy and we start moving money. We start moving out of the safe money, out of the bonds, out of the annuities. We start putting more money in equities. And then bam, right? The market the market drops. We hit a bear market and we lose 20 25%. And we panic, oh my gosh, I never knew I could lose so much money. And then what do we do? Well, what we should be doing when the market is down is buying more equities, right? If we believe in markets long-term, when the market's down, that's a time to buy. That's a time to sell fixed income and buy equities. But what happens for most people is they got greedy. They got too much money in equities. They didn't know how much money they could lose at a given time and they panic and they start pulling all their money out of the market. And once you pull your money out of the market, right, you're going to miss it when it bounces back up, and you're not going to capture those returns, and you're going to lock in those losses. And it's going to be very, very hard for you to get back to your previous high or to get uh, a growth at that point. And, And that's why so many people underperform the market, right? They'll have a big drop. They'll panic right? Fear sets in at that point. Another emotion that's not good with investing. Fear sets in, oh my gosh, this may not be the bottom. It could get worse. Let's get out. Let's get out. Let's get out. And they move all their equities out. And then what do most people typically do? Well, they wait and they see the market going back up and then the market has a big big year, right? But it's too late at that point. You missed it. You missed the big jump, the recovery. You'd pulled your money out and now you're getting in after that, a lot of that bounce back has happened, you've missed a lot of those returns. So when you're building a portfolio, you have to really define what your risk tolerance is. And you can change your portfolio allocations over time, right? You may get a, a raise in a job or a pay increase. And so you have some additional money. We may want to go more to equities. You may get an inheritance. Maybe your social security is more than you thought it was going to be. Or your pension's paying more. There's a lot of reasons that you might change right? Your risk tolerance, or your, your portfolio balance. But fear or greed should not be one of them. You shouldn't, when you meet with your advisor and because you had a good year, decide that I now want to be more in equities because the market was doing really good that year. That's not how these decisions should be made. They should be made way previous, or way earlier than that. And then you should be managing uh, those decisions. Greed, very, very, very bad emotion to use when investing. Fear, is a very bad emotion to have during investing, right? Impatience is another one, right? It kind of ties into what we're talking about, right? We may have put into a different, a certain market segment. Maybe it's US small, maybe it's large, maybe it's international, whatever that is. is. And we get impatient if we don't get the immediate returns that we were expecting, right? And then we say, what were we, what were we even thinking going into that market segment for? We're buying that stock and we get impatient and then we bounce and, and we're bouncing around a lot. And it's very hard to make money if you're always moving around. We're always chasing returns. Uh, Typically, by the time you get there, you've missed the return. So you need to build a balanced portfolio. You need to be patient. Any money that you have in equities or in the market should be a long-term investment. I'm gonna say that again. Any money that you have in equities or that you have in the market needs to have a long-term time horizon. Your short-term Income needs where money needs should not be in equities, right? They should be in bonds. They should be in index annuities. They should be in cash. You need to have, in our minds, a 10, 15, 20-year outlay on your money in the market. And if you do that and you build a balanced portfolio, uh, then you'll be way better off than if you're panicking, we're basing decisions on short-term market movements and short-term uh, income needs. You need to protect your short-term income either with bonds, cash. Fixed income type products, and, and then have an equity portfolio built for the long haul. So there's been a, there's been another excuse me a number of studies done on this type of things, and one of the one of the great ones out there is a Dr. Daniel Kahneman. He was a 2002 Nobel Prize winner of economics, and, and some of the things that he found turning around behavioral economics are when faced with uncertainty, investors tend to make decisions based on their emotions and subjective experiences, not on logic or objective reality. And as a result, investors can easily make the wrong decision for their individual situation. One one of the things that we really try to do here is coach clients through the randomness of the short-term market and to really keep their eye on the long-term. It's very hard to do. You, most, most people that aren't full-time working on investments, right? they have their own job, they're retired, they're doing other things. This is not their long-term approach, and a lot of times it helps to get outside coaching, right? Some of the smartest people in the world or best athletes in the world still receive outside coaching, and they do that because internally it's hard to make the right decision all the time. And with investing, I think that's specifically the case. And so if you're working with an advisor, or we like to call ourselves a financial coach, they should be able to coach you through these emotions and help you think long-term, have the ability to sell what's doing very well, right? And buy what's down. We call that rebalancing. And then to keep our emotions out of these short-term decisions so that we can have a long-term success in the markets. You know, and another emotion I think that causes a lot of problems is, is competitiveness. And I'm not really sure if you would even call that a, an emotion, but you might be at a Christmas party uh, where a kid's baseball game or recital, and, and you'll hear someone tell you how amazing they're doing in the market, or maybe it's with crypto or with, with whatever they're investing in. And we start to think, man, we're not getting those type of returns. Maybe we're doing this wrong. I can't believe he's beating me. I need to figure something out. I got to get ahead of him. And And I would say that's a, that's a, a bad emotion or a bad way to go about investing. Because I'll tell you, that gentleman or that lady, they're never gonna tell you about their bad years, right? No one's walking around the Christmas party sharing uh, when they lose 25, 30% or when something doesn't work out, right? We tend to only share our success stories. So don't get in a competitive nature with returns. Uh, Another uh, emotion that we see a lot of people struggle with is loyalty. You say, well, how does loyalty involve with investing? Well, I'll give you an example. My dad worked for mobile for, for a number of years and ExxonMobil was a great company for our family. But when my dad retired, his portfolio was way overweighted to mobile stock. It was, it was, it was way too large of a percentage of his overall portfolio. And it took a lot of coaching, a lot of time, right? And he didn't come to this decision overnight. Because mobile had been so good to him and our family, and he had just never thought that mobile could have a bad year. Not bad year, but just would always be successful. But again, we don't want to have too much of our investments where our retirement weighted in one stock or one company. Too many big companies have failed, and no company is too big to fail. And so it took a lot of coaching and work with him to say that, look, we can own mobile, but it doesn't need to be 30% of our overall portfolio. It needs to be a piece of our portfolio, but we need to get way more diversity in what we're doing here to get a better balanced and, and overall return. So what I would tell you is be very careful making quick investment decisions. Right now, you know, with Robin and these other type of uh, companies out there on our phone, we can buy and sell stocks within a minute, right? You can log on, open an app and make very short-term or short-sighted decisions because it's all at your fingertips. And I would say that's when a lot of bad decisions are made. You need to have a plan going into this. You need to stick to your plan. And if you can't do that on your own, you need to get coaching on your plan. And don't make short-term or quick decisions based on information that you just got. Allow yourself to think, ponder these things, think about the long-term before you go in and act on, on, on any anything that you're doing when it comes to your investments, and you'll be way better off long-term. So if you'd like any help with this, if you don't know what your risk tolerance is, or you don't know what the bottom of your portfolio could be, it it is, when when I got in this business, I I never knew how many people have no idea what the worst case scenario from their their current portfolio is. And what I mean what their worst case scenario is, is how has that portfolio performed over time? What's the one-year worst case scenario that they've ever experienced? And would they be able to stick with it? So if you want some information or some help on that, we'd love to sit down with you, run out a portfolio analysis, talk about what your average annualized returns look like, talk about what the one-year worst case scenario is. Is that risk tolerance level fit where you currently are in life? You might be way closer to retirement now than you were when you built that portfolio. And, and maybe we don't want to have so much risk or exposure. We could definitely help you with those types of things. You can find us online at steadfastws. uh, where you can email me personally, Keith at Steadfastws.com. So I will tell you, make sure you keep your emotions out of your investment decisions, find a good coach to help you get through this, think long-term, and you're going to have a great retirement. So again, thank you for listening to the My Two Cents podcast. My name is Keith Beggs, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All securities discussed are offered and provided through Steadfast Financial Planning, LLC. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Steadfast Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor and or qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This podcast is not intended to provide specific investment, financial planning, tax, or legal advice. It is intended for educational purposes only. Please consult your tax advisor, financial advisor, or legal professional for specific advice on your specific situation.